Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. I am your host, Reagan, joined by the lovely Cece, and we are picking up where we left off, talking about the quote-unquote nice guys we know and don't love. (laughs) And we're talking about a very specific nice guy now, which is the nice guy narcissist and our experience with one. I will say... um the not any that i've talked about my most prominent narcissist good guy mm-hmm. was my long-term partner and he was the nice guy that like really i'm air quoting really listened well mm. really in just that he didn't say shit so <laughs> i thought he was listening and i'm like oh i just get to talk and talk and talk i love this and he loves to listen and it's like no he was just like strategizing silently Ugh. truly just like trying to figure out like what the best parts of me were that he could take and like just suck the life from oh my god um i told him i would mention him in my book but i'm not writing a book and i'm not gonna waste any pages on him so this is the only like airtime he's gonna get (gasps) i'm honored yeah but he was a big old turd um and he actually kind of inspired my styling service but we can get Mm -hmm. to that later um he didn't inspire it he in spite of him i guess Ah. (laughs) it was in spite of him um but there's been a nice guy since that shook me I don't want to say shook me more but like surprised me more off the bat Mm -hmm. and this is a guy that I just like met on a dating app like people do (laughs) so scary yes and so he started out like super kind so we go on a date um he tells me he's a teacher you know I'm like oh both my parents are teachers like we're bonding Uh, And he's like, yeah, but I was like thinking about going into law enforcement and like, I mean, he was like, okay, but um, I also have family in law enforcement. So I shared that and I was just kind of like, okay, you know, that's cool if you're into that. Um, Personally, I'm not, but my family can be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we go on a a couple more dates, like it's going well. Um, There was one date, it was like 4th of July and I like had people over to watch fireworks on the roof. Mm -hmm. And he was supposed to come and then he like texted me and was like, hey, I'm sorry, I have to help a friend with a fireworks stand and I was like how old are you first of all yeah I was like wait what <laughs> what you're, you're either 45 because like 45 year old white men own absolutely yep you, they own those he was he was not a 45 year old white man but I'm like who who else uh, owns who else works at fireworks stands besides like that and like 16 year old baseball players like I don't right. really know like where the in-between is right um but he's like but I'll stop by for a little bit and then I have to go I was like oh wow he's really like trying to make it work he doesn't want to bail He's made a commitment to right. his friend. He's also made a commitment to me. He'll stop by for a bit and then go. Mm-hmm. The next time we hang out, we touch butts. Um, so we're a, f- we're, we're, a few, <laughs> we're a few dates in, mind you. And if you're my parents asking, we were engaged. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we were married. <laughs> I, I officiated. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you were there. Um, and the next time after that, okay, so we have just held hands for the first time mind you <laughs> um the next the next time we're supposed to hang out he texts me and is like hey can't make it tonight and there's a few things i gotta tell you oh god no and i said what <laughs> and he said i don't even know how to break this to you i don't know how to break this to you because i don't know how it should have been broken to me because when i was told i'm actually a cop yeah, there's air quotes there. That's a direct quote. I'm actually a police officer. I have been working undercover. Yeah, 
These are this is a head tilt. I'm, with yeah, every, I'm like, tilting so much. My I'm breaking like, over here. Yes. This robot is <laughs> malfunctioning. I've, I've been working undercover, and there were some things I couldn't discuss, so I had to keep things like under wraps. Mm. Oh. And I literally like, like. <laughs> screenshotted it first of all sent it to my group chat and was like uh just all caps um and then i responded immediately back to him and said is this a prank question mark question mark right this is like a weird one we don't know each other that well but like i'm getting to know you this feels weird yeah Um, and he's and he was like oh he didn't even he sent back a photo what is it with dudes and selfies i don't know of him in his police uniform in his patrol car like proof here's proof and I was like, why didn't you say that in the first place? I said, have you ever seen any romantic comedy that starts off with a lie about your job? <laughs> it never works. Well, actually, it usually works out in the end, but it never works out. In rom-coms, it does work out. In real life, it doesn't. This Is this ear red? Yes. Yeah. That's what happens when I get heated. Yeah, I get chest in my ears, you know? I need to grow my hair back. No, it's cool. Or, or just do podcasts. <laughs> discover your ears that's insane to like yeah i mean that's not like a small lie no like, yeah to that- have touched butts with someone and then yes. find out oh i've been lying to you yes to have gone on and i don't want to like out myself um for how much of a lady i am but like four five six dates yeah like that's like a long con at that point you're <laughs> not telling that you're not you're not not telling me what you do for work. You're letting me believe that you are something else completely. You've given me details about being a teacher. Yes. Like, and he's disturbing. like, well, I'm, I'm kind of both. Mm, I don't know about that. And I said, I'm kind of not asking any more questions. <laughs> I'm kind of done. Yeah. So that was that was a that was shocking. That was like literally within the last year. <sighs> and I was like, whoa, people are doing this. Wow. I was just stepping back out into the waters and I was like, Woof shark under undertow yeah shark yeah (laughs) something bad i can't believe that i know and just absolutely absurd because you you fully lied yeah why lied did he tell you why and fully disprovable well yeah i mean he said it was because he was undercover and it was dangerous i don't believe that (laughs) i know and i said okay well if that is true so then i went to said law enforcement in my family right and said is there anything like is there a reason that you would like not tell somebody what you do? I mean, I don't believe that it was the I I just don't believe undercover. I don't believe that. Because no. then you just wouldn't be on a dating app. That's what I said. I said, Don't you I said, aren't you concerned if you're undercover to be on a dating app? And he goes, Well, the people that I'm like interacting with undercover aren't gonna be on dating apps. Good one, bro. I was like, okay, but the real people, yeah, real people with real lives looking for real shit. Whether that's to touch butts or touch hearts. We out here. We out here. That's insane. But and also it's like, so you were you planned on lying to someone. Like you went on mm-hmm. to you you were everyone that you're interacting with, you are lying to. He even said, and yeah, my name, you can see my name on there. It's not my full name. Cause it was like a shortened version of his name. Okay. Yeah. I deleted hinge after that. <laughs> Plug for hinge. <laughs> delete it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is meant to be deleted but de- delete it, it right is. away it's meant to be deleted you know what seriously i deleted it after that i felt shook my <laughs> wife is obsessed with there's a group on facebook where women bring up men in this area that 
they're wanting to know is is this guy a red flag has anybody dealt mm-hmm. with this right i don't know why my wife thinks she knows anything about that she knows no one she knows no man <laughs> she's like yeah oh. but i want to be aware it's like i'm i'm <laughs> like you're a lesbian you're a gold star lesbian you have not dealt with men <laughs> And I'm in, I know she's, she's a gem. So I, I get involved now because she's really into it. And the first, I swear to God, the first person I see is someone I know. Yep. Is a man. I already have chills. The guy is someone I knew and, uh, he's older than me. He's someone I knew through like improv a long time ago. I recognize his photo and he is blatantly lying about his, like his name and (sighs) as well as some other information. And so you recognized it? Yes. Yes. Would they ask? Were they like, I feel off about this? Yeah. They're like, what's up with this? Yeah. Because uh, I guess something crazy. We're like, um, basically. He gave he, too many details. Yeah. He gave too many details. He wanted, he talked to her for like two seconds, wanted to meet. She was like, I'm not ready to meet you. I don't know you. I don't want to meet you. And he blocked her immediately. And then, yeah, it ends up being a guy I know. And that is not his name spooky and i know there's apps where it is agreed upon that people do fake right. names but it was not that Ugh. my um my my nice guy x the long-term one went ahead and blocked me on social media i am like it's fine to like unfollow i get it you don't like need to see be reminded of sure. people um but he went ahead and blocked me on everything um mm-hmm. unfriended me on facebook um and then the kicker just a few months ago tried to follow my dog on Instagram. Ew, the only <laughs> way he can get to you. Yep, 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 yep. And so I got a little sassy about it and it felt really good because I'm sick of taking the high road. Have you ever taken the low road? It's super satisfying. <laughs> um, I never had until just that day. And then I posted a story. This is just so of the age. I posted a story my instagram and tagged both my dog's instagram and his instagram and said hey if you didn't pretend that i was your wife for six years and then delete me from all social media and every trace but then try to follow my dog go ahead give i saw coco today a follow and then like tagged him in it so he could see it because obviously oh my like, god he's, he's blocked from me so like he can't see my shit like he's yeah blocked right me. yeah um and he responded because, hey, now he has an in. And, like, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh, damn it. I fell right back in. But then I was like, no, but it was strategic. I wanted, I got to, my I thing. wanted to be I wanted to be a little sass. And I like, wanted to be felt, petty. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I felt way better after being petty. Like, I had kept I had kept shit pent up. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm fine. I'm over it. You know, I'm growing. I'm healing. And then once I let it out, I was like, oh, okay, now I can go Oh, girl. Just a little yeah. dig. The thing is, though, yeah. like, the love of God, everyone listening, like, these guys will try and ping you to see if you're mm-hmm. still open. Like they Always. will do. Yes. They will do something small. You'll get a, Hey, you or a like, or a, mm-hmm. they, like basically if they're truly a narcissist, let's, let's get into some shit right now. Narcissists see people as feed. What you are is your feed to them. You give them yep. attention, adoration, some type of emotional support, mm-hmm. or they like the way you, it could even be like their own vanity in the sense of you make them look good, something like that, whatever. Yes. If they have designated yep. you as a feed, no matter what, they will always come back. What, like almost yeah. always, if they can, they will. 
And they call it putting like on the shelf feed, which is basically I put you on the shelf. I don't want you in my life right now. Either you shelved yourself or I shelved you. And then at some point in time, I'll run out of feed. Like maybe they've had a breakup. Maybe they're feeling down. Um, mm-hmm. They'll they'll need that feed. And in their head, they say, oh, so-and-so is such a great gal. <laughs> such a good person. They can always give me that. They can always yes. give me that mood boost. Yeah. And that has been my growing fear in relationships is, and kind of having to find that like line of like, if somebody wants to be with you because, I mean, all the things you hope you are and you want to be for some, oh, I'm a joy to be around. All these things on a report card. Great listener, you know, active participant, like joy to have in class, all of these things mm-hmm. versus what it's actually like to be in a relationship with you and, you know, have that give and take that like companionship conversation. Yes. Narcissists don't have conversation. No. They don't even have conversation. Pro tip, if you are asking questions or you are like telling about yourself or like trying to initiate stories with your partner and they ask you like, why did you say that? Or like, why do you tell me that? It's like, oh, I'm Ew. sorry. I I'm communicating. <laughs> yes. That is a narcissist thing. Why did you like, why would I want to know that basically? Yeah. Like what's, there's no point to hearing that. If they ever give you an, an inkling of that feeling, get out because that was like the first little trickle and it was like by that point it was like oh it's not that big a deal or like oh he didn't mean it like that right oh always they mean it like that whether they meant to say it like that and sound like that no but they meant it like that and when it comes to the nice guy narcissist it's like I think all narcissists do this but nice guys really do it nice guy narcissists all in quotations um (laughs) is that they fall in love with the idea of you yes. and the fantasy they have created of you, which yeah. you can never live up to because it's imaginary and you don't know mm-hmm. what it is and it's ever changing. Yeah. It's what they want in the moment. <laughs> but then the nice guy, when it's when they when they're that flavor, um, it's like they're mad at you for not being that thing and they feel entitled to mm-hmm. take it out on you that mm-hmm. you're not that thing. And because they're nice, they that's when they start like the negging. The mm-hmm. being nasty to you, the talking down to you. It's like they feel justified mm-hmm. and they still feel nice. They still think yeah. they're nice. Yeah. You're the yeah. liar. You lied about who you are. No, you built up a complete ideation of what this relationship could be based on like the things that you value most and who I am, mm-hmm. but not taking into consideration anything that you're doing, that you are bringing to the relationship or that the entire world like happening around you. Because mm-hmm. you don't think beyond just the you. I'm a therapist. I'm a We're therapist therapists now. now. Yep. Officially. We just got our, our doctorates. We're good. If someone has treated you so well, and then all of a sudden, and for me, it is never subtle. It's like, boom, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it, there's a huge shift in their behavior when they're not nice guy narcissist. It's like, if mm-hmm. you feel that shift, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And you just, that's a red flag. And you might want to look into it because like- Mm-hmm. when it's shattered when you fall from the pedestal that they have created for you uh they their <sighs> behavior shifts so quickly and you'll yeah. spend so much time being like well what did i do wrong and how do i fix it it's like no you can't you no. can't you need to leave <laughs> yeah you do you need to leave and like it was never on you like they made mm-hmm. you into someone you weren't and now they're punishing mm-hmm. you for being someone you never were who you never Ugh. claimed to be dude Dude, all caps, <laughs> italics. Dude, no quotes. Yeah, no quotation marks. Strictly facts, dude. 
you sound like you also have had a bunch of experience with that. What did you learn through that or what, yeah. what have you learned since then? What have I learned? This is a hard question. I have learned, I've, I've learned like the more <laughs> you shouldn't be confused and like, you shouldn't feel uneasy. Yes. Um, and at first I literally attributed it. I was like, Oh, I'm lovesick. Like my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies. No, that, that literally turned into a chronic illness. Like yeah. my insides are scarred. The doctors told me so when they took out my gallbladder because it wasn't functioning when they checked out everything else because nothing was working right. My yeah. literal body was like, <gasps> mm-hmm. like it literally was like, I'm being like, killed. yeah, I'm, I'm losing my life. Yes. And I even like voiced that to my then partner. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what to tell you. And it got to the point. Yeah. This is where it, like, it really gets super dark was like, it did get to the point where, and I've already mentioned, like, I'm an optimist. Like I literally, it's hard for me to think like just of a negative thought on my own. Yeah. Like unless somebody puts it in my head and then I can ruminate on it all I want, but yeah, I don't create, I don't create negative thoughts in my head. And at the darkest point, like I realized that I couldn't even create positive thoughts in my head. And that was the scariest because it was like, I can't even see like a happy day tomorrow. Yeah. And then that made you think like, okay, so if I can't think of the thing, like what I'm used to feeling and thinking, like I can't think of it. I don't see it. I don't see a future. Yeah. And and then it's kind of like, oh, is that me saying I want to die? And like, that's like, that's such a like a shit brick to the face. Like, it's just like, I, I know I don't feel that way. So why am I feeling that way? Yeah. And when I voiced that to my then partner, um, and I said, I think I need help. I think I need tools. I think I need a therapist, somebody yeah. to help gui- guide me out of this. And he shrugged and said, like, we moved to St. Louis so you could be happy. So I don't know what you want from me. Like, good luck. Therapy's expensive. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's awful. Absolutely. It broke me. Like I, I was writing in my journal and I said, okay, tonight's the last night I'm ever going to feel like this. And so, like I said, it's almost like in spite of that, like, because I would say to anyone who told me that story, him, you deserve the world. Get the out of there. Come sleep on my floor. You know, like, but I didn't tell anybody because I had, you know, my own shit going on and you, you hope to think that it can get better. But no, I mean, at that point, I was like, I'm never going to feel like this is the last time I'm going to feel like this. And I wrote that in my journal. Yeah. And like the next day I started saving in a separate bank account so that I could get out. And like that, like that was really like the turning point for me was like realizing like you can have the highest hopes in the world for people. And that's that's out of relationships. That's in a job. That's in friendships. Okay. That's in anything. But like, even as high as you hope and as hard as you work for that, like if, if it's not meant to be that, like it literally never will. And as hard as you fight, like you're just going to struggle. Like I like withered away. Like I was Mm -hmm. like probably 60 pounds less than I am now. Just Mm -hmm. like weak, tired, pathetic, just so sad, just a sad sack for myself. And so definitely that has like. I mean, I look, it's like such a contrast to look back and like, it's still like, makes me sad because you think of like 
the movie Inside Out, like the sad memories, the blue mm-hmm. ones. Yes. It's like whenever I think of those, those are still going to be sad. Yeah. But it's like not letting them touch all the other memories that like exist outside of that dark six years, five, you know, yes. like however long you were in that darkness, it's like all of those memories seem blue. Yeah. And it's like kind of learning to be like, okay, that really, really sucked the life out of me for a while. But it's almost like, you know, when it's happening. And I think that's kind of my biggest takeaway is like never to second guess, like actually what I feel and like what I think and like, oh, like, oh, do they do they not really get me? And they just like the idea of me. If you think it probably. Yeah. Like, I mean, anxiety can be a whole other monster of like going down like negative pathways. But like, if you take into account how somebody's treating you and how you feel when they're treating you that way. And it always sucks no matter what angle you look at it from. Yeah. Like that's not happiness. Even if you think that you have what happiness is. And that is like just a huge learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. I, I my therapist said that like, if, if you've experienced some type of trauma or you've been any in any relationship that made you doubt your gut, that trained you mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, forget that. Basically that you have to trust that when you get that little yeah. piece in you, that's like, oh, nope, something doesn't feel right. Something mm-hmm. feels wrong. And that your your own body is going to be your best red flag. Yeah. If you find yourself instilled with that. Because once you know the feeling of when you're with someone that sucks the life out of you like that, mm-hmm. I've had a couple, but one that was horrific. There's a way that it made me feel when I was around mm-hmm. him, the way that I questioned myself, the way that I just felt myself slip away. Everything about me mm-hmm. just melted off. And I just mm-hmm. became this shallow shell of who mm-hmm. I once was. So there's a way that it makes me feel. And like, if you can't detect the red flags outside of yourself, you have to listen to the red flag mm-hmm. within. And if you get that anxiety that is familiar to you, because mm-hmm. I know it when I feel it, I felt it with this, that friend that burned me. I felt it. There are points where yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that doesn't make sense here. Like, yeah, no way, yeah. body. Um it's so it's so important to trust that those feelings once you've felt it mm-hmm. before the way that they can break you down over yeah. time yeah is really unbelievable you know the first yeah the first 3 4 years of my really horrible relationship like they were pretty good i was being yeah. love bombed and so it's like oh, the worst yeah yeah and so then there was that snap where I viewed myself differently. And then he viewed me as not this person on this pedestal. He built me up to kind of like you said. And it was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been leading with myself this whole time. Like I've been up front, you know, I know who I am. I've been who I am. Why are you all of a sudden not wanting who I am? Right. Or you're all of a sudden upset with who I am, like outwardly angry. Yes. And so it's kind of like, I think that's also important is like, when people hear these things, like I think before I was in my like tumultuous relationship, my toxic one, I I would have probably thought like, why don't they just leave? Or why don't they get that these people are being mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's truly what it is. It's manipulation. It's narcissism. It's a mental game. Mm-hmm. And it's being absolutely like rolled on empathetic brains on people who care. And it's yeah. like, that's, you can't, you can't think that just because you're good, good's going to find you. Like bad's going to find you too. And you just have to be able to like be able to sort that bad away and not give it the benefit of the doubt. Like yeah. the devil doesn't need an advocate. <laughs> That's so true. 
That's a red flag right away for me. If someone says devil's, I'm like, well, devil's advocate I'm here. like, but why? But why oh. devil? Why? If you, that means you know the other argument's wrong, we're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd love to just quickly like talk about like love bombing, um, yeah. because I don't know that everybody knows what that means. So like love bombing sure. is a manipulation tactic, um, talked a lot in narcissistic relationships, where someone is just like overwhelming you with compliments <laughs> kindness um mm-hmm. they want they want to see you all the time they drive eight hours yes. they drive 12 hours same same thing this guy drove across state lines oh he wanted to see me they'll use the language of extreme so it's like you're the best person i've ever met i've never had this type of connection before um you're the most amazing which again it's nice to be complimented but what's happening yeah. is chemically they are creating a yeah. bond and it's called the trauma bond a lot but basically they are overloading your system with dopamine and they get you addicted to dopamine okay so with all those nice things, they, they, I mean, it's, it's an overload. Like for me, yeah. like when I'm dealing with it, you, like you yeah. feel dizzy. It's very confusing. Sick. Even I, I remember going like, I feel like I'm on drugs or something. Like, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, And you mistake it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Connection. And, and I've never felt this way. I've never yes. felt so discom. Oh, I've never felt this way either, but it's like, yeah. Cause I've never been played like a fiddle yeah and that whole time they're idolizing you they're trying to get information from you they're Mm -hmm. fact finding they're they're presenting themselves as exactly what you want Mm -hmm. whatever the context is they're going to be exactly what you want and they're going to make you feel like the best most amazing thing in the world and then and then that's when at some point you inevitably do something they don't like Mm-hmm. and you fall from the pedestal and that's when the devaluation starts and those mm-hmm. are that's like being negative about you that's insulting you that it can be really subtle but it's little digs mm-hmm. at who you are as a person and mm-hmm. um because they've been so great to you you take it seriously yes you take it seriously you think they're trust you trust them yeah i you've never said shit about me so this must be a serious thing that i need to think about yeah you loved me you yeah you love me you want the best the other thing is like it's chemical. It's mm-hmm. chemical. They're giving you dopamine, then they're depriving you of it. Drug dealers. But literally, you are addic- you're addicted to yeah. that feeling. Your brain is addicted to it. And so you will crave it and chase it. Yeah. And so as much as it can be very much emotional and just mental, the way that they um, manipulate you, why you come back, there is a literal chemistry to the- this type of abuse. And that's when the trauma bond really is formed. Yeah. And then it's really hard to get away and you will you will crave that. And also yeah. when you disconnect from somebody who's love bombed you, you will be sick. You mm-hmm. will feel sick. You will detox. It's a whole just you get a stomach ache every day and you hang out with this person every day. You might be allergic to this person. Like that's <laughs> yeah. me and my food intolerances. Like I got some shit with my gut going on. But there are some things that I have been able to weed out that immediately improve my life. And that is certain people. Yeah. Truly. And garlic. And garlic. Unfortunately. I know. I know, right? Tell me. That's the true mm. loss is the garlic. That is, honestly. Nice guys. Nice guys and suck it. But garlic? Garlic? Well, shit. One thing I really do want to talk about, though, Cece, is you kind of mentioned Dum Dum and that <laughs> in, spite, in spite of that relationship and what you yeah. went through, the idea of this service came mm-hmm. about. And I would just love to hear like the good. So tell me all about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, this is definitely like the highlight. Um, it's definitely 
has been like the light in kind of, uh, what do we say? Murky waters. Yeah. Some, some cloudy years, I guess. Um, in my kind of like darkest depths, it was really focusing on kind of like when I was convinced that I couldn't find help outside of myself, that almost became empowering because it was like, oh shit, if I have no other help, I can't afford help. I can't reach out. I've already told the person I'm closest to. And he told me I'm SOL. Like, what can I do? What can I control? What can I focus on? And it literally just turned to me like, what's one thing I can do every day to start my day right? And I was like, well, I got to go to work. I might as well put on like a fire outfit that I love. (laughs) And that's going to be like basically three things. It's going to be something I love, something I know is like true to myself and is something that like I can put together and is going to like make me feel good and like bring more good throughout my day. Yeah. Because I dress, I dress kind of loud sometimes. <laughs> you're it's so good though. I love it. it. You always, I'm always like, dang it, CC, you're so cool. <laughs> I almost thanks, but it's just like I dress kind of like how I want to make the world around me feel. Because that was at one point all I had was just literally my wardrobe. And like yeah. once we broke up, the manipulation and the kind of like abuse like intensified and. Basically, he took claim on anything in our shared apartment that had value. He took our bank account, which had value. We had shared a bank account for roughly six years. Oh, my God. And then it's all completely gone. And, like, literally all you have are, like, your thrifted clothes, like, the DIY furniture projects, like, things that you truly do love. And so it's just, like, it showed me, like, kind of revealed to me more or less, like, how important it was to, like, truly stick to like what you know you love and like what you know like brings you joy if I'm feeling like as low as I was and like as ready to quit as I was like I gotta do anything I can to build up number one and like for me that was like fashion that was my wardrobe that was just creating an outfit that like made me feel alive and then like fake it till you make it like you step out and you start feeling a little bit more alive like day by day and for me that was like holy shit, that was truly like what some people just consider like superficial, like fashion, clothing. Who cares? I don't care what I look like. Well, I do. And it makes me feel great. Like, so hopefully with this, you know, with this service, I can help people just create their own happiness and like kind of drive and like recenter, refocus, like rebuild from where they're at and with what they have. Because not everybody has that luxury, I guess, of like having a base to start from. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's so true of like narcissistic stuff and nice guy stuff. Like your identity Mm -hmm. gets so stripped Mm -hmm. that I know for me personally, like I didn't even know what I liked anymore. I didn't know what I like, like to wear. Like I didn't even know anymore. Yeah. To be able to point out that like you do still know who you are. Yes. And for me, again, it was literally looking at my wardrobe and being like, obviously I know exactly who the fuck I am. Right. Even if I have to kind of fake it till I make it again and like rebuild and like force some badass outfits onto myself that are like, that's super fun. And I would never wear that to work, but I'm going to today because I need to feel a spark. (laughs) Sometimes you put a little bit on the outside and it helps you manifest that on the inside. Sometimes it's outside then inside, but uh, I think that's, I think that's super, super amazing. And uh, I know you have an Instagram for this. You haven't been posting yet yes correct what should people (laughs) be following so they can see it people can follow on at brick house stl brick house stl brick house without the e 
you'll find me. It's bright. It's colorful. It's very me launching this spring. So like we'll be building up to that, you know, pitching out ideas of kind of what we're going to expect, what kind of services you can expect, all of that good stuff. But Instagram is a place for now. Well, that is awesome. I am so thankful that you joined me here today for this episode. Mm, Me too. Cece, it's been so amazing having you. You are awesome. Thank you to everyone who's listening. I hope you enjoyed our stories from today. Terrible, terrible stories that hopefully you've (laughs) learned from. (laughs) Uh, Laughed with us maybe. And uh, as always, my friends. That's a nice guy.